I think that's probably one of the most important parts of going somewhere you've never gone before. You have to imagine, you know, think about building a house. The house existed in someone's mind first, and then they did it as a blueprint. Like we have to start here and what's possible? Like what do we want to happen? As big and as crazy as we can go. December 25th, 2018. It was our first Christmas in our new million dollar home. I checked all the boxes that promised me real freedom. I had a booming business, reaping fans, money, assets. And yeah, I was still sitting there on the couch pretending that I was watching that Christmas movie with my family while I was choking down the poison of anxiety. I still felt like that desperate kid who would take her clothes off for money. The kid who nearly overdosed to try to prove her worth to her friends. The kid that got pregnant at 19. I felt stuck. Like I was stuck in the sands of time. I did all the right things. All the things that promised me freedom. And it didn't add up. I realized a few things. I was still checking someone else's box. This was going to be an inside job. And... I would do whatever it took to never feel that way again. Consider this podcast the rebranded, revamped, cool-ass version of Alternative School. Alternative School for the unruly entrepreneur. This is for the innovators, the creators, the world changers, the service-minded, and those who want the details on how to create a business that really, truly finally fucking sets you free. I'm your host, Andrea Crowder, and welcome to the Unruly Entrepreneur Podcast. Let's go to the show. What was going on for you December 2022 at a $70 month? Yeah. So that was at the time when I thought that I had to give up stay-at-home motherhood And I hadn't invested thousands to learn how to have my own business. And actually backing up, I did direct sales before starting my own business. I was in direct sales for about five years and I'd hit the leaderboards and, you know, got to travel and speak on stage. But even then hitting number one sales spot in the company, the commissions were like our monthly grocery bills, a family of five. And my husband said something. He said, all that time and energy that you put into building someone else's business. What if you did that with your own? And when he said that, I was like, like, I couldn't unhear it. It was just like steeped into every like fiber of my body body chills. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's when it all started. That was about six months prior to finding you and like really to making any kind of money in my business, but I had invested tons and was like showing up every day for it and, and like found you. And I mean, I'm invested in mentorship, but like, it was like, boom, floodgates open and just quantum yeah. leaping from there. Wow. Um, yes. Quantum leaping from there. Just like an understatement. <laughs> it's been such a joy to like watch you too and see you like incrementally like grow your business into what it is today. And I see people even just like following in your footsteps. So it's not that you're just doing it for yourself. Like you're really duplicating, which I don't know about you, but if I got any, I got a lot out of being in direct sales for a really long time, but I would say creating processes that other people could duplicate was one of the biggest gifts that I ever walked away with. What would you say that you took from that journey into what you're doing today? Yeah. So I absolutely agree. And I also think for me, one was the actually three things. 
one was showing up even when it felt extremely uncomfortable you know mm-hmm. it's like the in the processes and systems it's like if you do this this is duplicable but you have to do it and mm-hmm. new to business and direct sales it's like what in the actual f yeah. like yeah. this is so outside of my comfort zone but your power you hour <laughs> totally yeah like send out you know 50 yeah. messages but it's just like trusting, trusting the process, doing things out of your comfort zone. So, and then the consistency on top of that, I also was a huge gift from direct sales is just doing it every day and it all compounded. And then the other thing I I think and reflect on this a lot is just building a thick skin. Business takes a thick skin. And I learned that through putting myself out of my comfort zone in direct sales. Mm -hmm. I hear this story a lot and, and I had an awesome experience in direct sales and I only, I only, I like really added to it. Like I still, I still promote the products from the direct sales company that I have and, and still use them pretty much every single day. I love them. Like, obviously that's why I built such, such a successful business with it. It was true love for sure. And, but I hear that a lot with people where the amount of so it's funny you mentioned like 50 messages a day and maybe you were being facetious, but also maybe not because when I started, it was three to five. <laughs> and then all of a sudden people were like, do 50. And like these big goals became the standard instead of building something that could have longevity. And so here you are like a top ranking salesperson and you're making enough to pay groceries. I can't imagine the amount of hours that you put into that. So when did you become a mom? I be. Mean- I became a mom in 2017 and it was, I originally went back to my corporate job. I made only made it three months and cried every day, but it was in that time that I started my direct sales business with the first company I was with. And I saw it as this like pathway out of, and always, I think, you know, it's a community connection, like having some financial, I've always been pretty independent. Like I can't imagine not contributing to the family bottom line. Like that felt uncomfortable to me. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Okay. So you're sitting at 70 in December, 2022. That's truly only 13 months ago. (laughs) (laughs) You were in Catherine's world. You found my world monster masterclass. That's a fun start. It's so funny. I'm like, how did I teach monster mat or not monster, but mantra masterclass with COVID? Cause it's like all about words and like clear thought. (laughs) I just like, it was all channeled. It was a hundred. It wasn't me. (laughs) Not of me, but through me for sure. Yeah. So what did you have to do to become the Brie that sits before me today that can be celebrating very close to six figure months? You'll, I'm sure, do a minimum of a million dollars in sales this year if you continue on this trend. And I see that being nothing but true, especially just looking at like how clear you are. Like what had to occur? What had to, what had to get lost? What had to go away? What had to die? What had to, what had to come alive? I look at it almost like upregulating and downregulating genes as I go. I'm like, I need this superpower upregulate. This is becoming problematic. Downregulate. Like that's kind of how I see it in my inner mind. Like what got upregulated and what got downregulated in order for you to be the breathe that sits before me today celebrating this? Mm, I love that question. So much comes down for me, so much comes down to identity and who I was choosing to be. And it was actually, it actually was Catherine was one of the first person, like people that I heard talk about that was just, you know, who is like envisioning who you would be in this life that you want to have, like in the five senses, like sight, smell, sound, like, what does she say? What does she eat? What does she wear? 
and getting really clear on that. And I think it it was so it was a shedding of old identity and choosing mm-hmm. who I wanted to be and then like showing up and also just trusting the process that and like releasing the how just trusting the process of like this is who I choose to be this is where I want to go and I'm going to do the things that are congruent and have the thoughts that are congruent to where I want to go and I love what you said about like genes and like the becoming supernatural with Joe Dispenza I loved that book and I mean one of those just like our beliefs are literal chemicals in our body that shape our our genes and like the chemistry of who we are and like what a powerful gift and thought that like we have that much power over like physically and mentally emotionally spiritually like our identity so yeah I think a lot of it was just really in alignment with what I I wanted and then it's grown so much just since do like stepping into this identity and and what I want in life and what I'm building and I feel like kind of like how you said about the mantra masterclass so much is I just feel like it's like I'm just following the lead from like a higher power just in like as quickly as I have the thought I move like I just trust Mm. that it's like bigger than me and it like it's through me essentially did that have to become like a decided practice or that felt pretty automatic for you definitely a decided practice because I think (laughs) like when I first started you know one of the things is like visibility and sales and that felt so uncomfortable the thought of going live like my lips would shake my whole body would start shaking and I'm like Mm -hmm. I like physically it's like a physical reaction I'm like I can't even like bear it but I found little ways that I could practice that instead of going live myself I would bring on an expert and interview them Mm. And it was like building that confidence muscle and realizing it's not going to kill me. And, and, you know, when I first started, I was like, I don't know what I have to say or what I have to offer. Like, I think that was part of what was scary to me about going live, kind of stepping into this authority and expert and identity, but not really like feeling like it yet. But building that muscle over time through small congruent actions that eventually was like, oh, okay, hi, here I am. You found your way. And most people are like, I don't want to go live. It feels too scary. So I don't. And you're like, I don't want to go live. It feels too scary. How can it feel less scary in order for me to go live? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That one extra sentence that you added at the end is the difference between from $70 to, did you say 70 or 80K months? Because I don't want to misquote. Yeah, we just had, I think it was over 80K cash. In right. January. From 70 to over 80K in January in 13 months. That one little extra sentence that you added at the end with a question mark is why you're telling the story and why many people have not. That doesn't mean they won't. I think a lot of people just got the memo. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> you are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and it is like a muscle. The more you practice it, the the more confident you feel, the more intuitive it becomes. And, and then you realize you can do anything too. What was the vision that like made you say, I want to anyway, because I know if if there's one thing for sure, there's gotta be a vision pulling you. And what was that thing where you're like, no matter what, I I imagine it has something to do with your kids based off of what you told me, but maybe not tell me if I'm wrong, but what's that like future vision where you're just like, I can see it. I can taste it. I can smell it like Catherine taught you. And I want it so much that I'm willing to ask that last question in order for me to get me over, in order to get me over the hump, in order to do the thing. What's that vision pulling you? 
Mm, it almost makes me feel a little teary-eyed. Good. All the Honest, best too. <laughs> I know. I know. Honestly, what, what comes up for me in that reflection is seeing other women do it, mm. having expanders, knowing that. And I think this is another distinction too, is like when you see someone doing it and it, it lights this desire in your heart and your body is like, it's either, well, good for them or why not me too? And yeah. seeing enough women do that, it's like, why not? Like, why can't I? And honestly, I think that's a lot of what led me was, you know, there, I think there's some talk about not sharing money wins or like how much money. And I'm going to be honest. I love money. I love making money. I love saving money. I love spending money. I love helping other people make money and seeing other women share like what they've done in their business in life. And like, especially in the midst of motherhood, I'm like, that's remarkable. And I want that too. And like, I just, and even like thinking through to the identity piece of like what it would feel like to have that, to live in that life. And also the, the juxtaposition of, you know, when I came into your world, I was at $70 a month is like right. the opposite of that. And it like to have to go into the grocery store and like put something back because it was going to make the grocery bill too high, like, you know, food for your children. Yes. Like, oh, I was just listening to this morning to a video and it was just talking about how having expanders actually changes your biochemistry. Like you, you emotionally feel different and through the lens of RRT, emotion precedes an action. And so if we want to get us to make a new choice, to start a new pattern, we need to find something to change our emotional state. And a lot of times a really fast way to do that is to find a believable expander of somebody that would maybe that has values that you either want to hold, but also somebody that you would essentially want to impress or be accepted by. Not mm -hmm. that you necessarily always would. There's plenty of people that are expanders for me where I'm like, I'm probably never going to meet them ever in my life and I'm okay with that. But if I were in the same room with them, I would want them to see me as a peer and that could be really interesting and cool. That's a lot of the reasons why I like group coaching, mentorship and stuff like that works is because there's a biochemistry change that supports emotional state shifts, which then emotional state shifts support pattern and behavior shifts. So I love that you mentioned that. That's like such a, it's such an underrated key. Oh, that's so good. And I think that's a huge reason of why mentorship is so powerful. Like you, you get to be seen and held and like supported by these women where you're like, whoa, like, mm -hmm. and I th think you too, like having come into your world and, you know, I think I buy just about every program of yours and I love them and they're life changing and it's, yeah, calibrates you to elevate. Mm, calibration is such a, a per perfect and poetic word for that. The cool thing that I like about watching you is like, you could have just created a VA business for yourself and done pretty well and, and charged like really nice rates for that and have like a nice little six figure income from that. And you were like, well, what if I could help other people do it too? Like, what did that process look like for you? Yeah, definitely. So in my first full month as a VA, I hit 5k, which was more than my take home pay and my corporate salary as a director. Yeah. It was like, this is like literally the best thing ever. And having, you know, gone from $70 months in my own business to that, like very quickly, it, it felt like this key or code that I was like that, like every mom needs to know about this and not, I hadn't seen too many moms talking about right. it as a way, especially coming from direct sales, which love, but like the, you know, starting every month kind of at like this 
level zero, having the, the consistent income of the VA industry for me, was like a soothing balm on my soul, right. like just knowing it was there. And then, you know, I had shared that and I got like, I would say like a hundred, you know, a lot of DMs, like, what is this? What are you doing? I'm a, um, one, three sacral Manny Jen. Like I, I, like I lead by responding. So everyone's asking in my DMs, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I can yeah. easily show you how to do this. Yeah. And I think it's so fun too. And I think this is the gold of like coaching is you create what you wish you had. I didn't have any kind of program that taught me how to be a VA. It was purely just led through this desire for something more and like really seeing the possibility. And so it was fun to just reverse engineer the process. Like, what did I actually do? And like map it out. Like you, like we talked about with direct sales into this duplicatable, repeatable process and system that someone could like plug in and, and go and fly with it. Yeah. Did you have a lot of people from direct sales that were like, uh, okay, I'm tired. There's so many, I, I don't want this to be like a direct sales is like not the journey because honestly, like I still get paid by my direct sales company really well. And I have for a really long time and, and all forever, like appreciate that journey and that part of my life and the significance that it played and who it prepared me to become. And so, I mean, like the nice benefits of that is <laughs> the long-term pay that you can acquire from that. And you really do have to stay in it for quite some time. So like you do have to have long-term vision commitment and like real joy and love for that. So there's that benefit because right now, if I stopped working, working my coaching business within about six months, all of my pay payment plans would be complete. And then I would be fucked <laughs> yet mm -hmm. six months from seven months from now, I will still have a check from my direct sales company. Right. Yes. So Amazing. Everything has its like sure. it, every person, every experience, all of it has a light and a shadow side. And it's just mm -hmm. all about the one that you want to live in the most and like what you want to get from it. Right. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like? What's the next level vision for Brie? Mm. <laughs> so I want to be, I know, scratch that. I will be a household name for moms redefining what's possible in motherhood. I'm going to be on the today show. I'm going to be on good morning America. I my, see book, it. Yeah, my book is coming out later this year. That is a fact. Um, <laughs> and I just, I want to like, just spread my arms and like hold all the moms that know there's something out there, like something great. Motherhood doesn't have to come at a cost or a sacrifice. And, and show them the pathway, whatever that looks like, like it could be VA, but I also now support coaches and, you know, launching your own business, scaling it up to high cash months. Like just, you have magic in you, you have everything you need. It's like, you know, the seed already contains the tree. You already have your, your beautiful dream business and dream life. And, you know, some of that's just having the, the pathway and the step-by-step -step and someone to see that and pull it out of you. And like, I see myself as that person. And, and maybe it's not even just for moms, but women in general, but I, I mean, moms have a soft place in my heart, just having, yeah. you know, gone through that journey myself. Each child felt like a rebirth of who I was as a woman. For um, sure. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, because each child brings like a different like essence It like upregulates and downregulates other genes for us based off of their energy. Right. What's your books? What's the name of your book? It is going to be called Her and then quotes Little Side Hustle. And Aww. it's a bit of a narrative, like in a very positive, uplifting way. Just, you know, like my husband, I, that's what could be a whole nother story to dive into. But, you know, it's like, oh, that's cute. Your little side hustle, like, you know, go back to being a bomb or 
like oh that's cute you want to make 5k in a month and it's like well look at now I like you know triple your sal- corporate salary like look what we can do with our little side hustles uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> that's such a good name I'm such a sucker for good names and that one like electrocuted my whole body when you said that Ooh. I also loved when you said I could like visually see like the seed already contains the tree mm-hmm. such a good visual I love a good metaphor or something that can make me see something. So good job. When does the book come out? Do you know? It should come out in the fall. We're just kicking off with the publisher. So it'll be a process, but it should be out this fall. Wait, you got a book deal for it? Well, I'm working with a publisher, so she'll publish it, but it's like a, you know, a contract we're working together. Yeah. Yes. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. No, that's going to be killer. Okay. So tell me a little bit how this is like, you've had some pretty massive growth and your values and your like vision is like presence and motherhood. I imagine that this hasn't been like a perfect smooth journey to be able to scale a business, to become a million dollar brand in 13 months and still have the presence to be a mom. So like what has helped you? What are the tools that you support other women with of like, here's how you do this and do it not perfectly. Cause that doesn't exist, but like pretty well. Yeah. Oh, I love this. And that is like, this is my specialty truly, because I would say, I mean, for the most part, yes, it takes a lot of work. And I look back now, especially when I was, you know, launching mom to be a, I'm like, how did I do that? How did it's like, I had another extra 10 hours added to the day, but it yeah. never felt like work. It felt like purpose. Right. But what I would say is my jam, how I built my own business and how I teach my students is through time leverage, team automations, funnels, one-to-many group programs, really setting it up so that I can be present for motherhood and help my students do that too. And I have a a fairly robust team, about 10 people on my team. And I was actually just talking to my husband about this yesterday. I'm so dang grateful for them. The business would not have grown as fast as it did if I did not have women supporting the mission and the movement. And I have time freed up because they handle a lot of the you know, admin, like operations, like I just get to show up and have the time of my life and help my students crush it. And I feel so supported and and so blessed to have such an amazing team. And having been in mentorship spaces and seeing some other mentors that are just purely frazzled as their business grows. I'm like, I feel so blessed. And also, you know, having mom to VA is like, I have access to the most amazing woman for my business. And then I also just launched a VA agency in January as well, pulling from the moms who've gone through Monte VA and helping coaches scale wow. with VAs. So that's a huge one, definitely, in helping me stay grounded and present in motherhood. Yeah, smart scaling, simple, always. How much fun can you have? How simple can you keep it? Oh, if that weren't like the most flawless, perfect motto for business, how much fun can you have? How simple can you keep it? Yeah. Yeah. People overcomplicate the fuck out of it, at least like personal brands. I understand that there's Mm -hmm. like complexities in like a Google, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but most of us are not building a Google. (laughs) And if we were, we would hire a team with experts, right? Like I'm not a, I'm not a tech expert, but I can hire someone who is and do it Mm -hmm. three times as fast by hiring them. What has been your greatest challenge as a leader and running a team? Mm. Gosh, this sounds weird. I, I, maybe because I was in leadership in corporate too. Like it's so fun. It hasn't. I th- okay, actually, this I think was maybe the challenge is profit margins as I scale. 
because the cost of team has obviously gone up but also I'm like we wouldn't have been able to grow like we have without the team Mm -hmm. I think things that have really worked is one hiring for the most part from mom to VA because I know them and they've already experienced the transformation of the program Mm -hmm. and to them it's not just a job like it is a movement and a mission and like we are here to serve and support our students and the mamas and just you know redefine what motherhood looks like and I always say like I don't want to manage I want to hire managers and like I don't know we just like we connect every day but they do their job and get it done and you know I'm there for them when they need help but it's I don't know. It's almost like I didn't really answer the question, but it honestly just feels amazing. And I'm sure there will be challenges that come up. No doubt. For for sure. For sure. And it seems like you have a good attitude about approaching them with like bringing play into it and like your strong purpose is really going to be what alchemizes a lot of like the the struggles that that come through and prevents a lot of struggles, to be honest with you. We, Mm -hmm. We share that a lot within our team as well. But you mentioned profit margins and that's a big topic of, con- can we get into that a little bit? Absolutely. I would love to. That's been, that's probably maybe been my biggest learning curve in business. Yeah. Yeah. So profit well, tell me about that. What, where was the curve at? <laughs> what yeah. happened at the curve? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so funny because I think it would be, if we have time going into my story with my husband too, but it's mm-hmm. funny and interesting. But so when he started looking at the numbers, he was like, <laughs> what is because he goes from corporate too he's like what is going on here so you know most businesses for the most part are not profitable in their first year and I okay. was which is amazing but it was a big learning curve because to me I saw that first year as like I'm all in and it's just I'm trying all the things and mm-hmm. you know being a one three profile too like I'm learning all the things I'm experimenting like trial and error learn learn through all of it yeah and I invested like pro- my biggest expense was mentorship but also I know I wouldn't have been able to do what I did without mentorship because I was learning things I'd never done before, you know, com- compressing time to results. So yeah, it, I definitely, I don't have the exact profit for the first year. I want to say it's probably like 20 to 30%. That's um, really good. Yeah, not bad. And the interesting, I mean, just looking at the numbers too, it was really month zero to nine was like we did, I would say probably average of like 15 to 30 K months once things got up and running. And then month 10 on was just exponentialized. And it's, and you know, I even think back to like when I started before I started making money, I'm the first six months when I was trying to do my own business, I made $132 total. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm so freaking glad I didn't quit. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. it'd be so easy to say this isn't working, but then you like, it's like month seven, month eight. And then it got really fun about like when I started making money about month 10, it's just like Mm -hmm. started quantum leaping. So even just look at that from the numbers and profitability, you know, the baseline expenses, but then as you learn to increase the revenue, then the profit margins just skyrocket up. So Mm -hmm. it's like forward facing investments for sure. Yeah. Managing profit margins is something that like most people have little awareness and they're just like, well, there's money in the bank right now and they're not forecasting at all. And I did that for years and I call this my fucked faith cycle, (laughs) create a lot of stress in my business. And like, once I actually really started paying more attention to a little bit of forecasting, like what my overall expenses were for a while, I had no idea. Now I pretty much have a general idea as far as kind of where all my numbers are month to month on almost any given day. I can 
pretty close to guesstimate. But yeah, my intention was like, I wanted to increase my profit margins because that relaxed my nervous system so that I could actually make intentional decisions. Cause I certainly did not have a 10 person team within the first 13 months of, of growing my business. And I can see how that has absolutely helped speed up your business and how you've had to increase your capacity to be able to hold all of that. So like, what did you do to increase your capacity to be able to hold a 10 person team resulting in 80 K months? Yeah. So I think a lot of it is like calibrating to the best possible scenario and it's like almost, okay, let me say that better. It's expecting what's going to happen before it happens. I knew I would have a big team. And even before I was hitting like 30 K months, I would like champagne toast with myself. Like when my husband would travel for work, the kids were in bed, I literally poured into a flute and talk, talk it out loud. Like, I just had my 30k month thing. It felt so light and easy and like clients were pouring into my DMs and they were ready to pay. And so as these up levels have happened, it's like I'm already expecting them and they already feel safe and at home in my body. And I've been working on since so I hit my first 30k month in July 2023. In August I'm like let's go to 100k. Mm-hmm. And I've been working on that since then, but expecting it and like I think like Esther it was like a tangent. Like you just tangent yeah. out in like real time, like what it, like it's actually happening. And we're so close now, like so close. I know it's going to happen. And yeah, so it's almost just like expecting, expecting where you're going to be to like calibrating it into your body. So when it happens, you're like, oh, there it is. Yeah. It's so crazy how you literally have to become a crazy person to be successful. (laughs) Like I'm going to choose myself. I'm talking to myself. I'm pretending things exist that don't exist. And then we sometimes put people into white padded rooms that do this. And we're like, uh, new, (laughs) this is how somebody figured out how to build Apple and buildings. And (laughs) yeah, one of my, one of my friends, I was just hanging with him last night and he, he was like, I just talk to my customer all the time. But I was like, but just a second ago, you said you were going on these morning walks, like you're, you're stopping people on the path or you're bringing, he's like, no, he's talking to them aloud by himself. And I'm like, this is why you've already built a $300 million company. And you're about to build another, if not, if not higher is because we're willing to be fucking psychopaths. Yes. It's like, we have to write, like write the future that doesn't exist or like make it up as we go. A hundred percent. That's like some of the copy that I actually had in my known program was just like, you're the person that sees the path that doesn't even exist yet, that Mm -hmm. you know what people need before they need it. Mm -hmm. And that's just the cool, fun thing about entrepreneurship. But yeah, it does require a special level of crazy. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Which I'm here for. Like, why not? We were allowed to when we were kids and we were like encouraged for all of like the daydreaming and the play and all of that stuff. And then And then all of a sudden it became problematic and wrong. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Right. It's like we forget how to daydream or have an imagination. But I think that's probably one of the most important parts of going somewhere you've never gone before. You have to imagine. You know, think about building a house. The house existed in someone's mind first and then they did it as a blueprint. Like we have to start here and what's possible? Like what do we want to happen as big and as crazy as we can go? On one of my visionary walks yesterday or the day before, I was walking past like all of the shops in Fort Lauderdale. And I was just like, at one point in time, this was a seed in someone's mind. And it was just so, it was so, I walked down that street every day, but it hit me in that moment. I'm like, 
this was a seed in someone's mind. <laughs> this whole city was, <laughs> this whole city didn't even exist. And then it became a seed in someone's mind. And it's just like evolved over time. I spend, a, I allocate a lot of time in my professional schedule for daydreaming. What about you? Oh, I love that. Yes, absolutely. Like I, and it's not all mornings, but I try to start my more like my work mornings with like the inner work and just calibrating to possibility before I even like crack open the laptop. Calibrating to possibility. I love that so much. Okay. Tell us the husband story. I'm ready. (laughs) Save the tea for last. I wish I had tea. (laughs) I know. So my husband was the one who planted the seed of like, oh, you should start your own business on that same vein. After I had been like, oh, okay, I'm going to do this. I told him that I like, yeah, I'm going to build a 30 K month business. And he literally laughed in my face. And I mean, joking about it, but actually it felt awful at the time because it was something I was so excited about and built this pride and like, you know, kind of starting to calibrate my identity and belief to what's possible. And he was like, it is that actually sets you up to fail when you dream that big. And he's like, that's not realistic. Like, why don't you like start with something realistic? And I had a choice. I could either be like, yep, you're right. Or no, like this is my truth. And this is the path that I want to walk. And I know it's possible because I see other women doing it. And so like this, this could be like totally wrong. But what I did was I kept it to myself for uh, almost a year. And then I just said, look what I did. And I showed him the numbers and he was like, what the, and now he's like, now he's like the business's biggest fan. And, you know, now I'm talking about like multi seven figure years because I have four different seven figure set up for seven figure income streams in my business. And he's like bragging to everyone like, but I just, I had to protect my magic and my vision. Like it was not his story to write. And so, you know, he, he travels for work and, you know, he works a corporate job. So I would just work while he was at work and what didn't like family life was mostly the same, but I think you know, my identity is also calibrating and yeah, it's just, it's been fun to see it unfold. What a mic drop moment. <laughs> I wish I could have been a fly on the wall to see his face. Did you record that by any chance? I should have. Oh, I should Brie, have. What? That was your ultimate <laughs> failure of 2023. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, he's so rational and logical. And yeah. like one of the things he said was, I'm not often mind blown but I am right now. Is he a Capricorn or a Taurus? He's January 20th. Is that Capricorn? Capricorn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Damn. Okay. Well, look, it's Capricorn's job to be a little bit skeptical and to like want to know process. And like, we love that for them. And I had this guy that I was dating and I was just like, I know, I just need to like get in the room with other people who think like this. And he goes, they don't exist. And I was like, I should (laughs) have known right then that the that the relationship was like crumbling <laughs> and I'm just like, according to whom, like, these are my people. <laughs> I just need to figure out where they are, but I know that they exist. And, and he was just like, so dead set on like, they don't like I've searched everywhere. If they existed, I would know them. And I'm just like, you're giving me such a clear indication as far as like the people that you surround yourself with versus the people that I surround myself with. Because nobody in my world in that moment would have been like, doesn't exist, can't find it, don't bother. In fact, mm. it bothered him that I even wanted to try. And I was <laughs> just like, a little bit like, thank, thank you for like inspiring me even more. <laughs> right. 
Right. <laughs> Luckily, like the conversation ended well. And he's like, you know what? If this makes you happy. And I was like, okay, that was you like save you saved that conversation with that one little thing. But at first I was I was about to blow up and be like, wanna fucking see? Yeah. <laughs> like, the prove myself Watch energy me. was firing up inside mm-hmm. of me. I wasn't gonna say it. I would have just been like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you'd go do your stealth moves and you know come back around. You're like, oh, like what I would I have I no would have pulled a you in that regard too. I would have just been like, cool, 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 cool. Watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Watch <laughs> My me. whole life is built off of pulling shit out of thin air. So <laughs> watch me move. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, oh my gosh. Well, Brie, you're such a delight. Watching your journey is so inspiring and enlivening and just like Everybody needs to go follow you on Instagram, watch your journey if they're looking for what are you supporting people with the most right now? What do you what what's alive for you that you're like, I want to help people here? Mm, right now, what's alive is helping women scale their business to 50K plus months. That it's like VA. I feel like VA is the most incredible pathway if you're new to business and you want that consistent cash flow every month and kind of like figure out where your zone of genius is, get that like muscle and confidence built. And then now I'm like, I want to help other people make magic money quickly in their business. And like with the time leverage, the team, the funnels, automations, one to many signature program, like, Oh, so fun. Oh my God. Just watching it. You literally just like floated off of your seat. (laughs) (laughs) I I saw you levitate. So that's how, you know, that's some real shit. And that, that offer is going to do really well for you. Wow. Like it's such a cool thing to like, watch you just go. And so everybody, please go follow Brie on Instagram and send her a message, a little love note, just like a love tap to the heart and just whatever it was where it was just like, oh yes, this mm -hmm, me too um, moment for you today. Just send her a little love tap on Instagram and just say thank you because people jump onto this podcast to share their wisdom, to be able to be that expander for you. Nobody's getting a pay exchange here. Yes. Maybe they might earn some business from it, but nobody really does that for that reason. We show up because this is the most alive thing inside of us. And we want to share that with other people and we want to see you grow. And I bet you that while it's super fun to make money, I hope I, I, I see, I envision a moment where every single person listening right now will know someday for sure from personal experience that it was never actually about the money. Money's fun. Money's a great tool but is not the thing that makes you feel the most alive on the journey. But when we get these little love taps in our DMs, it is like fucking cocaine. (laughs) It is like, (laughs) it is like the ultimate fucking high that we get to know that like we showed up in our, our essence, our story, our success, our mistake was of some form of use to you. So please share. Thank you guys. Brie, you're wonderful. Thank you. Can't wait till your book comes out. I'll tell the world. You just tell me when it's out. (laughs) Thank you, Andrea. Thank you so much for having me today. So much fun. And I can't wait to see what 2024 brings for all of us and everyone listening too. Game on. Let's go. (laughs) That was gold. Anyone else freaking out too? I'm Lorelai, COO of The Unruly Entrepreneur, and I have a question for you. What if money just responded to you the same way your car does when you step on the gas, turn the steering wheel, or push the brakes? You decide, and it just responds. Here's what I mean. Have you ever had the thought or something similar? I need to log in and check my bank account. 
and you were already stressed before you even knew what the number was, even if you knew you had plenty of money in the bank. What if you could think about your account and you felt nothing? It just occurred to you to check the account and that's what you did and whatever number you see feels neutral or exciting. And you notice that irrational stress that was there before was just gone. Does this happen in other places with money? That's what Andrea's blockbuster program, WAP, Wealth Alignment Patterns, is designed to change the way you think, feel, and act with money. You show up, lean back, and let Andrea whisper the language of your unconscious mind to change how you think and feel about earning, having, holding, investing, and saving money. You'll feel more in charge of your money than ever before, just like this member said. I've literally been in therapy for my entire adult life and have never cleared so much so fast. Head to the show notes to learn more and read the feedback from so many students that have already witnessed the powerful magic of what.